we're kind of taught to stay the course and to always, you know, stick with what's easy and stick with what's quote unquote right. And, and ultimately what I'm trying to do is the opposite of that. Sure, we can do better. I don't believe in the rigid 9 to 5, 40 hour work week. Life is short and people spend way too much of it working. You deserve more time to do the things that light you up so you can show up in the world as the best version of yourself. The Pretty Sure We Can Do Better podcast will explore all the ways you can create more freedom and flexibility in your life so you will feel less stressed and more empowered to make a difference in the world. The world needs you to be happier. The world needs you to feel more fulfilled. The world needs you to smile more, and I know we can get you there. Each week, we will hear from people who are doing this well. We will gain insights into how they are creating the life they've always wanted. I'm your host, Angie Cazares, and together, I'm pretty sure we can do better. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Pretty Sure We Can Do Better. This week, I introduce you to Brie Dimmitt, and what Brie does is she is a storytelling musician. I won't get into too much about what that exactly means because she explains it in the episode, but she gets to take people's personal stories and share them through a song that she writes and creates and records and puts out into the world. So that's really awesome. You'll get to hear all about it, uh, but what I'm actually really, really excited about is that I don't know if you listened to the episode from Sunday with Rick Rosales, but he is creating, if you haven't heard it, go back and check it out. But he is creating, he's like at the very beginning stages of creating a business where he creates legacy videos, a video of some sort where he documents a moment in time for people to just remember through a video, through music, a music video, or however they want to do it, but it's a really cool idea. And after talking to Bree and talking to Rick, I was just like, they need to talk. Bree's a little bit further along uh, in her business. And so I was just like, she might have some tips for Rick. And so they hopped on a phone call and are ending up collaborating. So I think Rick might help Bree record some marketing material for her about what she does that she can use on her website and share with her clients, but then they also further down the road might be able to offer Bree's clients a music video to go along with the song that she creates with them. Uh, so it's so cool. That's when I started thinking about this podcast. That's what I really was hoping would happen. I was hoping that we could come together as a community. People could collaborate with each other, support each other on their journeys. People who are a little further along could share their resources and knowledge. So it's really such a joy for me to see that that's happening in this instance. And I hope it happens a lot more in the future. So don't hesitate to utilize each other. Come join the Pretty Sure We Can Do Better Facebook group. Ask questions. Whatever we can do to help you, you know, in your journey, take those steps, those first scary steps toward creating the life that you want, I want to be able to do. So without further ado, I will move into the interview with Bree. Super excited for you to meet her. And here she is. Hey, Bree, how are you? Good. How are you? Doing well. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. 
I'm really excited for everybody to hear your story and your journey and learn from you as well. Yeah, I'm excited to share. So let's just start. Let's dive right in and tell us about what you do, what your day-to-day life looks like in your, you know, just in life in general and in the work that you do. Yeah, absolutely. So I am a storytelling musician and speaker, and I interview individuals in the community based on their life experiences, and I share their stories through my music that ultimately um, get shared on all streaming and downloading platforms like Spotify and Apple Music and the whole nine yards. That's so cool. I love it. So when did you get started? How did you get started? Yeah, well, so I didn't actually become this storytelling musician until about January of 2018. Um, And I was balancing that along with my nine to five job um, as an educational coach. And I was going into schools and early childhood programs and coaching educators on the quality, like improving their quality system. And, and yeah, I just found a passion for people. And through that coaching process, I brainstormed a way to kind of bring my passion for music and my passion for people together. So, so you started it as more of a side hustle. Yes. So I've always been passionate about um, music and I, I'd always been writing. It was kind of my form of therapy all throughout my life. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. what I came into as a coping mechanism. And, you know, as, as I kind of grew up, I realized that, you know, we all have a story and, and we all go through life and, And so it became more prevalent that this was really important to me to kind of create that space for others to feel truly seen and heard and and feel that same therapy and healing that I got from music. That's so cool. So you started more writing your own, like music about your life and your own story. And then you're like, hey, why not expand this to others? Absolutely. Yep. So when, so when you started, were you, were you looking to start a business or was it just kind of a random thought you had one day or what was the, you know, what were, what were all the whys? I mean, yes, helping people, but were, were you kind of wanting to do your own thing as well? Yeah. I mean, I think I've always been very stubborn and so I've never categorized myself as someone who fits inside of anybody else's box. Um, (laughs) Yeah per se. So, uh, you know, there are obviously some things that come with just the frustrations of everyday life. And, and I think it just was really important to me, you know, specifically when I was younger, I went through a lot of adversity and life experiences that were, were really challenging. And I think when we're younger, it's so much more acceptable to, to feel and there's so many more spaces to be authentic mm-hmm. and show that emotion. And as we get older, you know, I noticed that it was very hard to kind of find those spaces. So specifically, you know, a colleague of mine went through a, a lot, a, a loss of a loved one in their family and she had just started and she only had two days. Mm. Um, 
PTO. And so, you know, she was only able to take two days off and then she had to continue to show up to work every day. And just as a friend and, and as a colleague, that was really hard for me to see and witness. Yeah. And, and, it, and, and constant little things like that kept happening that I observed. And it really instilled this frustration in me because it, it made me really think about my experiences when I was younger. And, but that difference of it's so much harder to find those spaces where it's okay to feel. And instead what we're being taught is to, you know, put on a professional face or put on, you know, a mask and leave everything at the door. But, but that's not how we're wired as human beings, right? We're, right. we're wired to feel and we're, you know, and, and those spaces need to be just as prevalent as the time that is spent on us working. And so, you know, I think that was the big pivotal moment for me to be like, what can I do to create that space for people to authentically show up and share as themselves? Because one constant that I can guarantee you will go through is life and change. Mm -hmm. And and then that's just always going to happen. So I think it's navigating how we handle what gets thrown at us. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't like the idea of like people, you know, as the older we get, not being able to do that. I was like, I don't like it, you know, like, cause I feel like that was such a healing process for me mm-hmm. was being able to have the opportunity to cope and have the opportunity to heal and, and experience everything that I was experiencing and all those uncertainties. And, and so I want, I think that should be considered and prevalent all throughout our lives. Yeah. And it's so interesting because I'm now a mom of two and it is really interesting for me now. And I've been thinking a lot in the recent years of, I would always, you know, if my child is struggling with something, I would always give them so much love and grace. And we as adults, we don't do that for ourselves. So I've been trying to like be more present and you know, when I'm frustrated with myself or I think like, oh, I can't do it. I was just like, I would never tell my child that you can't do it. Right. But we tell ourselves that all the time. And so I think that's really cool that you're creating that space for people and adults to just open up and be vulnerable and share their stories. That's so cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what I love is the end result is a song that you can always reflect on when you are feeling those same emotions or those same moments of defeat or, you know, that constant frustration or something else happens and you're able to kind of reflect back on that song and have that be like your anthem of you can do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, people in general look for, look to music to do that for them. You know, they find songs that they connect with and that they just listen to when they're feeling certain kinds of ways. And so that's so cool that they can have their own personal song that it's just them. Right. (laughs) Totally. So how would you say you kind of set up as a business owner, your work week? Do you have specific days that you, you know, I'm going to work from this time to this time, or is it just pretty flexible? How do you not get burnt out as a small business owner? Yeah. So I definitely prepare my week on Sundays. I kind of reflect on the, fall, the the week ahead and kind of see what I have on the docket, whether I have client interviews, podcast interviews, you know, whatever that may be, 
um, performances, speaking engagements, and then I kind of plot out, you know, what my week's going to look like, how heavy it looks. But typically, the beginning of my week, which is like Monday and Tuesday, I usually spend on current songs or current clients that I have. And then Thursdays and Fridays and Wednesdays, I usually spend on promotion and marketing and, you know, looking ahead and what else can I do to help keep this business afloat. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, sometimes I'm ahead of the game and I'll, I'll take Fridays off and that'll kind of be my, you know, decompress day and reflection day to kind of look back on what was my week like and how do I want to prepare for, for the following week. Yeah. One of the things I think that's important when you're starting a business is, you know, especially a business working directly with people in, in a service type role is getting people to trust you right? Mm -hmm. Especially for, you know, your type of business. So what would you say at first, like when you very first started, what would, what did you do to kind of build that trust with people and kind of get your, your own message out there and how you wanted to serve? What was, you know, what would be some maybe tips that you would have in that way? That's a really good question because I think that's really important. And I feel like anyone any business, you know, but particularly when, you know, essentially I'm asking people to get so vulnerable so quickly. Um, yeah. Trust is, is, is a huge component, right? And I think I got a lot of feedback in the beginning. I would say that I was definitely naive to that and I didn't really intentionally create that trust, but I learned that that was really what people wanted. And so I think what I've started to do is really be more vulnerable myself and sharing a little bit more of my own story yeah. and share, you know, within embedded in the content and embedded in what I'm putting out there. So that way they know what my intentions are, because I think, you know, I got a lot of that feedback too from previous clients who have gone through the storytelling musician process was, mm -hmm. you know, I think I would have felt more safe to share earlier on and share more had I known you and and why you're doing this yeah and so i think that's why you know i've focused so much now especially this year on sharing my why and sharing why i think this is important and letting them know that the intention behind it is not to judge not to critique not to get inspiration for my own music but instead to create something that i believe is hard to find nowadays. And, and that's, you know, creating that space that feels safe for people. Yeah. So what is the whole process? Walk us through like the whole process of, of your um, service. Yeah. So the, it typically starts um, with a 45 minute to 60 minute interview. Um, and that can be face to face or a, a lot of them have recently been through Zoom. And I ask a series of questions that I send the client ahead of time, just so that they can kind of mull over what we'll be talking about and what I'll really be looking for. Mm -hmm. And this process is, this, this first stage is really intended for me to just document. Yeah. It's not as much of a conversation as it is me really just documenting your story in your words and me putting myself completely in your shoes. 
And so that's essentially the first step. And then once the interview is done, I ask that the client go back to those questions and type out their responses. So then, you know, cause sometimes when you're in person, you, you, you try to say what you mean, but you know, there's things you forget or, you know, it's in the moment. So it's not as intentional. And so when you go back and you write it out, it just, it makes you think a little bit more and reflect yeah. on what you really want your message to be. So while they're working on that, then I look back at my notes, look at, back at our recording and I start the songwriting process and I start pulling repeated phrases that I hear from the interview um, that the client may have said or repeated messages that was very important for them. And I kind of make that the main portion of the song, right? And I think this is a very crucial part because this is where I establish where the person is in their story. So are they in the midst of pain? Are they in the midst of chaos? Like, are they feeling this right now? Mm -hmm. Is this a story that they've already experienced and they're just like, they've already healed from it and they're just telling me about it now. Yeah. Um, that's two totally different songs. And so I really focus on, you know, where they're at and what they need right now. And so once I get their message and I pull repeated phrases, I start embedding that into the lyrics. And then I get an idea of, okay, what, what is the emotion that I'm trying to convey? And then that is where the music stems from, mm -hmm. right? Is this going to be this like upbeat, empowering song? Or is this going to be like, I am, I'm, it's, this is hard. Like, this is going to be a sad ballad, but you're really going to feel, feel those lyrics, right? Sure. And then the final part of the songwriting is I really try and understand what the client needs to hear. So for example, if, you know, if the client is wanting to grow a garden and they're just sharing their story about wanting to grow a garden and they really, really talk about how important it is that their garden is the biggest garden in the neighborhood. <laughs> like that will tell me what is important to them is they want to be the best, right? So <laughs> I and have a message in there too, to let that client know, like, this is the most beautiful garden. Just so then that's like, yeah, like that really just makes them feel like I really needed to hear that. Yeah. Right? You know, and then I practice the song. Once I get the music and I get the lyrics, I'll practice it religiously for a, about a week. And then I'll go into the studio and I'll record it all professionally. And then we'll get it mixed, mastered. And, and then from there, I'll usually connect with the client to see if there's any specific date that is important to them or meaningful to them. And we'll try and set up the best um, release date and then a private reveal. So I will, you know, do a private reveal for them so they can hear it. And then typically that at midnight that day, it'll get released to all streaming and downloading platforms. Nice. So anybody can download it for free or. Yeah. 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 If you, if you have Spotify, you have access to it for free. Um, it's anywhere and everywhere. I mean, you can buy it, um, but it's also free and available on SoundCloud and YouTube and yeah. Nice. That's so special. It's awesome. It, it, it's <laughs> such passionate work. I mean, it's, it's such purposeful work and I, 
I absolutely love it. And I feel very privileged to have found like this perfect connection of, you know, music and my love for people, uh, especially at such a young age. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what, at what point did you decide, okay, this is, you know, I'm doing this as a side passion project. Like at what point was it that you were like, okay, I'm going to go full in now. What did that look like? Um, it was scary. It was scary. I, I think it would, it was multiple conversations with my husband. Um, it was, you know, really knowing what was important to me. And I think the biggest thing was, this was a decision that I said, you know, I am putting my priorities in the forefront. And I think that was like, ultimately, like I kept saying I wanted to do this. Yeah. I kept saying, you know, and, and, and a lot of times people, I think, think when you go from a side hustle and you're balancing and juggling everything, and then you go full time, a lot of people think, oh, well, that's because you had like, you were so busy. You had clients out the door. And that totally was not it. I mean, I was not like in the perfect situation where I was like, man, I got hundreds of people who want to go through this every day. And I'm just, I'm so busy. I just need to spend all my time doing this. That was not it. I mean, it was really just a decision of this is important. Yeah. I want to spend every moment of my time intentionally you know, providing this service for our community in every way that I can. And I think that was just a pivotal moment. You know, I had a list of reasons why I should do this. Mm-hmm. And the only reasons why I shouldn't was fear. And that wasn't good enough. So yeah, I love that. That's when you know, everything has aligned. Like when it's just the thought of not doing it is overwhelming, you know, like it's, Yeah. Would you say like what would what would you say would be the the biggest obstacle that you have run into along the way? I think the biggest thing is getting the word out that this exists. Right. Um, I think that's the greatest challenge, and coming up with ways um, to partner with different organizations in the community and to just share and let people know that this exists. Because I think you know, we're kind of taught to stay the course and to always, you know, stick with what's easy and stick with what's quote unquote right. And, and ultimately what I'm trying to do is the opposite of that. You know, I'm asking people to step outside their comfort zone to take, you know, the road less followed and, and traveled. And and I just, and be so vulnerable with me, who's a stranger. Right. Mm -hmm, And so, mm -hmm. But I I just, I'm so passionate about it. And after seeing clients go through it, it's just validation for how needed this is and and how powerful and empowering it it can be. Yeah. It's just so cool that you get to to serve people and also make an income. (laughs) That's what like the dream. Totally. Have you had to sacrifice anything? I mean, I know you said like, you know, it was fear at first stepping out. I mean, at first I'm assuming maybe like income until you can get going. Oh, and I think, I think that's, that's something that I think every business owner experiences, even if they're making, if they're, they're way further along than I am. Mm -hmm. I think, I think that's kind of 
uncertainty, right? But yeah, but life is uncertain. And so I mean that that is life. And so I think, you know, for me it was it was more so about how to navigate uncertainty when it comes opposed to having all the boxes checked before mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. did. So sacrifice, yeah, I think that happens every single day. I really do. I think, you know, it's not a constant income all the time, the entire time. Um, it fluctuates, you yeah. know, some, some months are better than others. Some weeks are better than others, but I think that's just, that's life. Right. And that's, that's how it is financially. But I think that's also, you know, I think instead of my mentality and how I'm feeling and you know my headspace being uncertain and being worse off than other weeks um, is more of a sacrifice than the financial piece you know I would rather be at my best self every day and I think that's what I love most about um, you know doing this full-time on my own yeah is being able to be like what do I need right now and be able to give myself that yeah, that's what I was going to ask a little. Yeah, next is just, I know a lot of people are like, oh, I do have this idea or, oh, I would like to start this project, but I don't know if I would be, you know, working for somebody else, I can be productive and I can stay focused. Working for myself or working from home, like, I don't know if I would be able to stay focused and actually like do what I need to do. Has that been a struggle at all for you or how do you manage that? Yeah, discipline. It's hard. I mean, because passion will get you so far purpose will get you so far but it's discipline totally i mean and i think it helps that you know part of my work is serving other individuals right so it is still like i i am held accountable by the fact that you know there's still a timeline to get this song done there's still you know sure and so there's a process in place and so i think that that was something that I did immediately was kind of say like, okay. And that's also why I feel like I've created that weekly paint plan. Mm-hmm. So I can say, okay, Monday and Tuesday, I'm going to focus on existing clients. And then Wednesday through Friday, I'm going to focus on marketing. And I think that just helps me create a plan um, yeah. and, and how I'm going to stay consistent and be most effective. Sure. Yeah, that totally makes sense. So if I, if I'm listening to this and I'm super inspired by your story, but you know, I have no idea how to get started. I'm sitting in my nine to five and I just don't know where to even begin. What would you say would be your advice on just taking the first best step? I would say preparing your mindset. And, and I, I feel like we kind of talked about this a little bit ago, but I feel like so many the thought is, you know, you have to have this, this, and this all aligned before you can take that step or, well, I'm going to do that, but I need to make sure that I've got, you know, at least one year's salary saved and this, this, and this aligned with that. Right. Um, and although I'm not saying not to do that, I mean, that's great to have a plan, but I do, I think what's more important is understanding the uncertainty of what's going to come because no matter how planned out you are, 
you're going to run into unexpected territory and you're going to be like, Ooh, I, okay. And so I think preparing your mindset and being able to build your toolbox of, okay, you know, of life opposed, mm -hmm. you know, what, what we're constantly told of like security and security is finance and finances, you know, and I think instead being able to say, okay, when, you are at your worst. Think about the hardest time in your life. Like, how did you get through that? What, you know, who is in your tribe? Who is in yeah. your circle? Who can you lean on? Because that's another thing is that in this business world, it can get very lonely. And so it's very important for you to have those people in your life to help lean on in those moments of uncertainty. Because I, at my best, I'm like, I am killing it. I am, I can do anything. I can conquer the world, but that's not, you know, how I am a hundred percent of the time, you know, yeah. I need to have those people in my tribe to be able to say, Hey, today's hard. Like, can I just, can we just go to lunch or Hey, can we grab coffee or can you just talk to me for 20 minutes? Because yeah what's going on and I need support. And I think those would be my, my biggest two words of advice for anyone who's considering it is first prepare your mindset for mm -hmm. hardship and how you're going to navigate that. And second, build your community and build your tribe. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, it's really cool too, because even if you, even if you think, oh, I don't have anybody that I'm really close to, or, you know, I don't, you know, like any close friends or for whatever reason, it's so cool what you can do through the internet. You can connect with people all over the world. And so that's what I found, you know, in, in business and like starting this is I was like, I've connected with people everywhere just through like Facebook groups. And right. so, you know, just get on and look for, for business focus Facebook groups or like side hustle Facebook groups or anything like that and just find people there in a community and start to ask questions and start to learn from each other. And so you, you don't have to even have close, you know, physical friends, you know? Right. And you would be surprised by people who, you know, are maybe a few steps ahead of you, reach out to them. Yeah. I mean, in a heartbeat, if someone messaged me on any social media platform, emailed me, whatever, LinkedIn me and said like, Hey, I kind of want to do what you're doing, but I just don't know where to start. Or, you know, this is what I would love your feedback on X, Y, and Z. I would, I would pick up the phone and talk to them in a heartbeat. Yeah. You know, I, I think a lot more people would do that, um, than, than we think. And there you go. I mean, that's a first step to just creating that connection and support. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. I love it. I love that advice. So tell us where we can find you and follow you or if we're interested. Oh, I do have one question before we do that. So what if, have you ever had people buy a song for somebody else yes. or, you know, like, Oh, this person I know's story is so interesting. I mean, is that an option as well? Absolutely. If you, there's like a coupon code that you can essentially give somebody as a gift. Like you can purchase the song writing process, like the storytelling musician process and um, 
and gift that to somebody else. And then I will, I mean, coordinate with um, you on how to start that process and when you're going to give that gift. And then we can work on the interview and kind of go from there. But yeah, absolutely. I've had birthdays. I've had, yeah, multiple different. Nice. So Yeah. Yeah. So where can we find you? Tell us where we can find you and get, learn more and do yeah. this process if we want. Well, I would say the first place to go would be my website, which is www.freedimit.com. You can check out more. Um, you can learn more about what the storytelling musician process looks like there. You can listen to music on there. And, you know, most importantly, you can also read the stories from clients who have already gone through the process um, in their own words and see testimonies that they have also given. So I would say that's the one-stop shop. Um, but then I'm also on all social media platforms. And so you can follow me on there at Brie Dimmit mm-hmm. is Instagram and Brie Dimmit Music is Twitter and LinkedIn, Facebook. I would awesome. love to connect with you. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and others' stories as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much for what you're doing and providing this opportunity and this platform for me to share. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode. If anything in the show is resonating with you, please share and leave a rating and review so other people can find the show. You can find any links mentioned in the show notes accountabilityforhire.com in the podcast section and I would absolutely love to connect with you personally. Reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook at accountabilityforhire and let me know what questions or thoughts you have about creating your life of freedom and flexibility. And please join our Facebook group. Just search the Pretty Sure We Can Do Better podcast. I want us to create a community to share resources and support each other on our journeys. Thanks for being you and wanting more for your life, and I'll see you next week.